No word of a lie, mamas. My husband and I just had the hugest loud whisper fight at 10 p.m. right before I recorded half of this podcast episode because he couldn't find a tiny piece of equipment I lost that connects my headphones to my recording hardware after I woke him from a deep slumber the day before his 40th birthday. That's not necessarily a motherhood struggle, but sometimes it's a life reality. So just wanted to keep it real with you all. Not my finest motherhood moment. P.S. I found it. Welcome to the Raise Your Hand Motherhood Podcast, a place where you just might find or hear a tiny piece of your motherhood reality. I'm your host, Raylan Minka, an educator, writer, and emotionally frazzled toddler mom. If you've ever felt lonely in your motherhood journey or asked yourself, am I the only one experiencing this? Then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each episode focuses on a different but common motherhood struggle where we discuss the ups, the downs, and the WTFs with moms from all around the world. So whether you're stroller pushing and podcasting yourself around the neighborhood, waiting at the doctor's office for your next fertility treatment, or listening with a well-deserved glass of wine at the end of another full day of motherhood, welcome. I hope you can relate to some of what you hear in today's episode and get ready to raise your hand if you do. Hey, mamas, and welcome to episode 12 of the Raise Your Hand Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Raylan Minka, and today I want to catch everyone up to speed on the first few months of the show. We'll recap some of the best advice and the realist motherhood moments. And yes, I double-checked that I could use the word realist. It's slang for someone or something that's extremely authentic. In other words, the people who make this podcast work. Real mamas raising their hands and sharing their real mom truths. I'm also going to give you all a bit of an inside glimpse into the making of the podcast, including what I've learned so far. Spoiler alert, a lot. I've learned a lot. <laughs> Later in the show, I'll be sharing some recent updates on my expat motherhood journey, including details about another move. Yep, we're doing that again. And my career change slash upcoming transition from stay-at-home mom with a dwindling bank account to expat entrepreneur going out on a limb and trying something new and hoping to God it works out. As they say here in Germany, ich drücke die Daumen, or in other words, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. More on that later in the episode. All right, mamas, if you haven't already done so, go grab your stroller, pour that end-of-day glass of whatever, or crank the volume in your car, and let's get right into it. <sighs> to be completely honest, the past few months have been a bit of a whirlwind. Again, if you're new here, hi, my name is Ray, and I'm an expat toddler mom who recently decided to take the frustrations and loneliness I was experiencing as a first-time mom and focus that energy into creating a podcast about the shared experiences and common struggles of motherhood. Now, did I know that the things I was feeling and experiencing as a new mom were things other moms were also going through? No, hence the loneliness and the frustration. I won't go into more details now, but if you'd like to hear more about my pregnancy and postpartum backstory, you can go back to episode one and have a listen, or a re-listen. Anyway, as I was saying, from first tiny inkling of an idea back in early 2022, to an actual real live podcast speaking to real live mamas and professionals, it's been a journey. I was a teacher for over a decade, so I've always really enjoyed creating content for people. And as it turns out, creating content for people like me has been extra fulfilling. 
By that, I mean people who can relate in some way to what I'm experiencing right now. Women and parents who are struggling in this moment, in their stories, at whatever stage of motherhood they're currently navigating. In the first 11 episodes of the podcast, I've received feedback, stories, and reviews from mothers of teenagers, mothers of newborns, people who have struggled in their fertility journeys, and people who are not at the stage of life where motherhood's something they've considered or even thought about. I've heard from mothers with adult children, hi mom, as well as some fathers and men who've been listening in as well. Shout out to my very supportive hubby. I wanted to take a minute to share a few of the reviews that I've received so far. Lucy wrote, I love this podcast. This is beautifully curated, honest truths about real experiences that help you to not feel alone. I feel like it's a group of new friends that are sharing their experiences in my own home with a cup of tea. There's no judgment or aggression, just something beautiful. Martina shared, I don't have children, but this podcast has opened my eyes to some of the issues I need to be aware of if and when I ever do decide to have babies. Ray's approach is warm and inquisitive, and I feel as though I'm in a room with my dearest and wisest friends when I listen to her interviewing her amazing guests. This is a podcast that all mamas, mamas mamas-to-be, and people who think they might one day want to have kids should listen to so they're armed and empowered with all the information they need to support them through pregnancy prep, pregnancy, and postnatal care. Jem recently wrote into the show, Ray provides a clear and calm space to raise your hand and feel seen. Her global perspective and guests mean that topics are covered with a gentle understanding that parenthood looks different for everyone. First of all, thank you so much, ladies, for sharing. It's been humbling and motivating to read every single one of the comments, emails, and reviews about the show so far. It's what keeps me psyched about producing the next episode and the next episode and the next. And podcast production is not a teeny undertaking, I very quickly learned. To bring you a little bit behind the scenes on this whole podcasting thing, each episode so far has gone through a very thorough and detailed step-by-step process, involving a lot of planning, writing, scheduling, interviewing, recording, editing, and marketing. When I first had the idea to create the podcast, I did a lot of article reading and podcast listening, primarily to a podcast called How to Start a Podcast, which did a pretty bang-up job of laying out the legwork that needed to be done before this idea could become a podcast reality. Of course, the reality of motherhood is that there aren't that many free hours in a day, so almost all of this has to happen during nap time and or after bedtime. And this is a one-mama show, so as much as my stay-at-home mom brain has enjoyed having this project to work on, the hours have been long. And my partner has been a real trooper in supporting my not-so-occasional late nights and my very frequent one-track podcaster mind. I've learned a lot about podcasting in a relatively short period of time, including what a podcast host is, how to edit multiple voice and music tracks at one time, and where to spend and not spend my very limited free time. For example, Did you know that you can spend hours creating social media posts about the podcast or a new episode, and then only a tiny percentage of followers will actually see them? (sighs) Trial and error, my mama friends. Trial and error. I'm learning, that's for sure. It kind of feels like I've been going through these really short and intense courses, like I'm back at school again, so... One month I'm hyper-focused on learning about brand design and how to use different apps and online programs to create social media posts. And then once I've sort of figured that out, I start a new, 
quote-unquote self-taught course on how to make reels for a niche target audience. And through all of this, I'm trying so hard not to get stuck or fall too far into any rabbit holes of podcasting because, like I said, and as you all know, moms don't have tons of free time. So I really want to figure out how to spend my creative time wisely, you know, and try to remember what's the most important, which is actually producing new episodes and not spending two hours on a reel that hardly gets any views. Speaking of, can I pause for a quick social media pep talk? I want every single mama listening to this right now to give yourself a huge pat on the back for the job you're doing. You are raising a child in an era where everybody else is constantly showing you what a great job of raising their child they're doing. Just remember, Instagram is full of snapshots of real life and not necessarily all the in-between realities of life. So don't beat yourself up about being too this or not enough of that. Okay, tangent over, but seriously, I get it. It's tough. I fall into the motherhood comparison trap all of the time. I also get what it's like to want other people's attention. Hell, I'm creating a podcast here, mamas. I want people to listen to it. Every post I share or email I send or reel I begrudgingly create. Okay, but that's a lie because I love making those silly reels. I want the likes and the shares because likes and shares generate traffic and traffic generates curiosity and interest and interest generates listens and downloads. That's the reality and that's the honest truth. But the reason I do it all in the first place is because I don't want there to be moms out there who feel as lonely or frustrated as I did as a new parent. I want the audience and the followers because it might mean one more mama finding a community she desperately needs. The best part of creating this podcast, hands down, has been getting to speak with guests and sharing so much wisdom from moms all around the world. I've been asked a few times about the name of the show, the Raise Your Hand Motherhood podcast, and where it came from or why I chose it. I wanted you and everyone listening and tuning into each episode to feel like you were hearing pieces of your own motherhood experience in the stories being shared. Not necessarily the exact same story as yours, but something relatable, like a feeling something you can engage with and connect with. The podcast name is meant to be sort of twofold. The people featured in each episode have raised their hands to share, and the people listening can feel like they can respond to the statement, raise your hand if you've ever experienced X, Y, or Z. Now, my brain likes to run in about six directions at once, so narrowing down themes for each of the first 11 episodes was really challenging. There's just so many things I want to cover and so many under-discussed topics I want to discuss and so many professionals I want to speak with. The list for future episode ideas is long and constantly growing, so if you have a topic you'd like to be featured, please head over to www.raiseyourhandmotherhoodpodcast.com, click on the contact tab in the top right-hand corner of the website, and leave me a suggestion. The topics that have been featured in the first 11 episodes have either been influenced by my own motherhood questions and experiences, or have been identified by you as some of the most common struggles of motherhood. Here's a compilation of some of the most memorable moments so far. Scheduling in your life and being aware of what your yes. life needs for life to be life so that you can remember like that you're the human who gets to be the mother. Mm -hmm. And there you have to feel the human behind yeah. it. The term working mom truly means you don't really get a break. You're either working 
or being a mom, and often trying to do both at the same time. Where mindfulness comes into this idea, part of being mindful and present is being really compassionate with yourself. And I think for women, a lot of times, it's scary and unknown. They don't really know how to define or identify themselves anymore beyond motherhood because motherhood also changes you. So it's actually, you have to to learn and really think about beyond our conditioning. Uh, what do we like to do as a parent, as this in this new life, in this new world? How do I want to be and what do I want to do? I was actually at a, um, like a girls weekend two months ago. It was the first time I'd been away, I think ever. I had the kids um, and all of us, there were moms except one of my girlfriends. And so we were having almost these exact conversations and we we're like, every time we're like, sorry, sorry. I know you're not a mom yet. Sorry, sorry. And she was like, no, I'm the person who needs to hear these. This is so helpful because these are the real, we were talking about birth stories, especially. And she was like, you never hear any of this until after you have kids. And that you needed to know before. <laughs> When you're talking back out to society, when they ask those questions, it's just you have to answer with confidence. And we just do now. We're like, we call ourselves the three-man wolf pack, the triad, like we're a triangle. Triangles are strong. Like we're going to be just the three of us. And that's, and we're comfortable with that. This is us. Mm -hmm. This is us. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think I've struggled so much with mom guilt and clearly I've learned very quickly that so does so every does other mom else. in the whole world. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I think so many of us, because we think that we're failing at this. Yeah. And so for me, that's a huge part of what I want to do. And it sounds like what you want to do too, is like to let moms know that they're not failing, like that this is just really hard and that doing your best is enough. I have a really close friend who, she was one of the first in my friend group to have a baby. And she was just like, I'm going to tell you like it is. I'm going to tell you how it was. I'm going to tell you this was really hard, like all this stuff. And we were just kind of like, okay, okay, okay. And I, I feel like I took that all in and it was like eye opening, And I think set me up for, it didn't make it necessarily easier, you know, as you're experiencing those things, but at least you have it in your head that you know someone else who's experienced it. Being a doula, we were kind of in, well, we could have this exception of, okay, we're accepting, we'll be invited into, into each other's yeah. bubble. Yeah. And it was some of the very few people that we were, exception to it would be like okay we're gonna hug because yeah, you that just was had huge. a baby that was so huge. <laughs> i think it's helpful to like get a little angry about it because it is kind of enraging to realize that there's this massive seven billion dollar diet industry and that's just in the u.s worldwide i don't remember the figure off the top of my head but it's a lot and they both like create the insecurities and then sell you the solutions and I think it's especially heinous how much they target new moms because they know that it's a really vulnerable time. Hey, mamas. Today's stroller thought is brought to you by the theme parks. Parks. I didn't think that parks would stress me out. Taking my son to the park. I enjoy it. No, that's a lie. He enjoys it. He loves it. I like watching him have fun at the park. Hi, Ray. Uh, I'm going to say a few pieces about how I cope with being a mom. <laughs> I'm not sure if I do. My advice is I like to go um, outside where the baby can't hear me and I like to scream fuck at the top of my lungs. 
for me, um, having a bath or going for a walk is a way to shut off the sound of motherhood and the touch of motherhood and all just the sensory input that can sometimes um, have me feeling out of my window of tolerance in some of those louder moments of motherhood with two two little ones running around and and needing so much from us at times. You know the hard choices, the, the hard hard choices of motherhood, really kind of got to me. I didn't work for ten months, uh, which is wrong, even the statement. But look, we are so conditioned. I worked really hard because I had three kids at home. Yeah, exactly. Yes, thank you for thank you for saying that. Right, and I want to really say it again that you know every mom is a working mom, and this is so our culture is so deceiving, making us feel like we're doing nothing while being moms. All right, mamas, open the notes app on your phone or get a pad and paper ready. The top 10 things every new mom needs or needs to know about postpartum recovery start here. A lot of doors opened um, in terms of people were like, oh, this is a voice that we we might want to listen to again. And it gave me a lot more opportunity to write. And I think it gave me the confidence too to write about those harder topics in the sense of like people want honesty. And so it went from me being a little bit timid about sharing my own experiences and not being too open and vulnerable to being like, let's just do it. Let's just say whatever. It's working. People are into it. And it made me feel good too, because it, as much as it made them feel not alone, it made me feel not alone. Like I just knew that I wanted uh, to bring like life into this world in a really supportive mm-hmm. manner because a lot of for us we it's it's like really a choice like when you're a gay couple and you want to have a baby you have to like fight you have to want it right. you're not just gonna like it's not a you know yeah. it's not a whoopsie there's not gonna be a whoopsie, yeah. you know so it's it's just um yeah and so because we had a choice we got to consciously really build what our life as much as we could plan it, as much as we thought we knew it was going to happen. We really exactly, had conversations yeah. that I don't know that all necessarily straight couples would have about becoming wow, parents. That's... I didn't I didn't uh, read that chapter in any of my baby books. <laughs> <laughs> You're pregnant? Go get a pelvic floor health assessment. Uh, yeah. You don't understand how important it is. Like, really. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you cannot emphasize it enough. Education is so important to destigmatize the pelvic floor, the pelvic bowl and its function. And so when we can understand that 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 pelvic floor is a muscle like any other muscle, for example, and it's really important to understand its roles and what happens to it, how, you know, it can get injured like any other muscle can get injured in a sport type thing. And we can can train it and rehab it to some extent. Yes, exactly. And then educating women on how their like their anatomy, how their body functions, what are the contributing factors to their, their pelvic symptoms? Yeah. And what are the tools that they can do to take care of themselves and to empower themselves to heal? What was it like for you being newly moved back to Canada with a newborn, you know, in this new house, um, being one of the first in your friend group to have a baby? Did you feel like you had... Very isolating. Very isolating. One of the lessons that I definitely took away from those first few years um, was we didn't necessarily have the conversations about role expectations and really get clear around like we're both working. What are your expectations? And, you know, how? what are these roles going to look like? Yeah. I loved your tips. I, 
yeah, the whole social media, like unfollow the people that are not working for you and start following people that are like representing you and what, what you need and what you're all about. I feel like it feels so obvious, but like sometimes people really need like permission to. Yes. Everybody is doing like, yeah. And people are doing that to me too. I don't know, but, but if I'm not giving them what they need or want to see, then like, yeah, get me on the feed. So much about motherhood is finding your people. And that means different people at different stages and different phases. And there's something about the sisterhood of bumping into a mama who's at the same stage as you. And within a few minutes, if one of you is vulnerable, suddenly all the walls come down, you're able to commiserate, you're able to relate, you're able to support in just a quick few moments. And I found that Finding your people gets easier as you move through stages and uh, different phases with kids. After each and every interview or conversation I've had or motherhood voice note I've received, I've been so excited to share these stories with you. If you've been a listener since the beginning, you'll know that I've been asking every guest to share their must-haves or must-dos for motherhood, and I'm working on compiling responses and putting together a resource of these tips and suggestions so that listeners, women, or parents of any stage can flip to a section and find tips from other parents that might help them through postpartum healing, through relationship changes and challenges, through developmental growths and phases, and so much more. If you haven't already, you can follow me on Instagram at the Raise Your Hand Motherhood Pod to watch cringy but relatable reels and to get updates about new resources and upcoming guests and episodes. Okay, so I promised you some updates on life and motherhood here in Deutschland, aka Germany. That's my country of residence for those who are new to the show. The last month and a half have been a complete blur full of transatlantic flights to visit family and friends in Canada, then COVID, quarantine, and recovery, and most recently, the news that we're going to be moving again. It's all happened pretty quickly, and it will most definitely be a good move for our little family, but anyone who has moved, with or without children, knows that it's never a stress-free event. My partner is prone to overplanning and extensive to-do lists, and I'm prone to overthinking, anxiety, and mood swings, so please feel free to send us your thoughts and words of encouragement. In all seriousness, I think this move, and may I say hopefully the last move in many years to come, will be exactly what I need and what our family needs. It's near the water, it's close to family, and it opens so many doors for me and for us, for community and social engagement, for nature and physical activity, and for family time and help raising our toddler. I feel like I either haven't had access or have let so many of these things fall to the wayside since becoming a mom, and especially since moving overseas again last year. I think if I can let myself see beyond the packing, again, and the moving, again, and the unpacking, again, I can finally start to envision what my and our life is going to look like here in Germany. It feels like there are pieces of myself that I can finally pick back up, dust off, and get used to using again, if you know what I mean. Motherhood is frickin' wild. We go through so much, physically, mentally, hormonally, emotionally. You go from being in charge of yourself one day to being solely responsible for a tiny human the next day. 
You learn so much in such a short period of time, and the learning never really truly stops. At least that's what the more experienced moms I know have told me. It's little wonder we forget or lose track of pieces of ourselves from before we became a mom. Call me selfish, or actually don't because I don't think it's true or necessary, but I'm really looking forward to the motherhood version of me getting acquainted with the pre-baby version of me. I'm hopeful that some family, coastal air, exercise, and a renewed sense of community in our new city will help me to be an even better mom to my son and a happier, healthier mama in general. So I wanted to share a stroller thought with you all from a few weeks ago and then give you a follow-up afterwards. Have a listen. Hey, mamas. Once again, this stroller thought is not coming to you from a stroller, but from our car, which I just drove home from our Akita, which is daycare in Germany. And it's coming from a very sad mama. You know that expression, life can take twists and turns, um, while ours has taken another twist which is an exciting twist, but we're going to be moving again. We're moving to the north of Germany in a month to be closer to family. And that means that we just had to go to the the daycare that we spent months trying to find and secure for our son. Um, We ended up getting our first choice, which is really difficult to do because there's shortages and it's really hard to find a spot. And we visited Kitas. We went on tours. We wrote letters. Um... And we, we were able to secure our favorite one for our son. And he was meant to start in two weeks. But we've just locked down an apartment in the city we're going to be moving to. And that means we had to give up our, our spot. And it also means that we don't have a spot for our son. So he was meant to be a cute little lion in the little lion group, you know, starting in less than two weeks. And now, oh, it was just hard. It was hard, ladies. It was hard to walk in there and see. And it was pickup time. So all the other little kids were getting picked up by their parents. And my son was just running around, like, looking at pictures and wanting to play with stuff. And it was just, like, crushing. We were so excited for him to start. I was so excited for him to start. Um, For him, but also for me. If you know, you know. So, um, yeah. We're going to be starting a new chapter, which is very exciting. We're very excited to move. It's a beautiful city. But man, that one just hit me. Had a little cry outside of the daycare. So I just wanted to share, you know, it's really, really hard these days in places all over to find daycare spots and to find childcare. And if you're going through that struggle yourself right now, then man, I understand what you're feeling. And I understand what you're going through. And I wish you all the best of luck. All for now, ladies. Okay, Mama, so as you know, this podcast is all about sharing real stories and feelings and experiences, mine included, and I wanted to invite you in to that vulnerable moment I was having. I do have good news to share, though, now a few weeks later. We've secured a new daycare spot for our son, and he'll be starting in a few weeks' time. Yay! I'm so excited, if you can't tell, both for my son and for myself. It means I'm going to finally have the opportunity to dedicate some real time towards my career. 
As a woman who went from being an employed teacher with salary, benefits, and job security, to a new mom navigating the pandemic, a move overseas, and resulting unemployment after being unable to find daycare, I have to say, I couldn't be more ready to start bringing in some personal income again. Motherhood is expensive. And in all honesty, it can be taxing on your bank account, your relationship, and your confidence. I've never had to rely solely on another person financially, and it's been a real struggle. And that's a whole other episode topic, so stay tuned on that. I've had some time this past year to think about what I want to do for work, and I've decided to try and make a career change. After some brainstorming and soul-searching and quite a bit of research, I've decided I'm going to take what I've learned from starting this podcast, including all of the equipment and production experience, and apply it to becoming a freelance voiceover artist. Good time for my voice to go. If you're wondering, voiceover work has become much more accessible to the average Joe or Joanne since the pandemic started and everyone was forced to start working from home. There seems to be a market for freelance voice work and I'm diving in. And if you're still totally unsure about what I'm talking about, just think about the person who's narrating that audiobook you're currently listening to, or that voice in the YouTube video you watched yesterday, or that person talking in the educational documentary your teacher showed you in class last week. It's all voice work, and I'm going to try and take a crack at it. It's definitely scary to go from comfortable job security to something that's totally new and uncertain, but I figure if I can tackle the challenges of motherhood, then I'm game for just about anything. As a final update, I wanted to share with you that I've decided to pause the podcast for a month while we move and get settled into our new city. I didn't intend to make seasons of the podcast, and I had every intention of releasing new episodes every week, but life, with a capital L, seems to be overruling me this summer. So we're going to take a pause here until the end of September when I can come back to you with new episodes recorded from my next Tiny Closet Studio. And believe me when I say we have so many more topics to discuss together. Thank you for listening so far, and I hope you take this month to go back and listen to a few of the episodes you may have missed to date. If you like what you hear, please give the podcast a five-star rating and review on your podcast listening app of choice. And if you have a comment, question, or suggestion for the show, you can reach me on Instagram at the Raise Your Hand Motherhood Pod or at www.raiseyourhandmotherhoodpodcast.com backslash contact. All right, mamas, that's all for today's show. Until next time. Hey, Mama, thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Raise Your Hand Motherhood podcast. I made it for you, so I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so we can hang out together again soon.